This is Running Free with JH. Today, I want to talk about my running watches. I started talking about it yesterday with my weekly check-in, and I started going on a tangent, and I didn't want to do that. I want to take these podcasts and actually have a more theme-based or specific talking point. And to do that, I'm realizing that I have to get my thoughts together real quick. So what I'm doing right now is going to talk about what I use when I run. Right now, I, I have two watches. I, I started with a Garmin back in, I don't know the exact time frame, but it's 2005, 2006. I can't remember what year it was. And the only reason I remember buying it was because I was in Roadrunner Sports out there in Ventura County in California, where I was stationed at. And I happened to be looking for I was just starting to get into running, right? And I was looking for these water bottles that go around your waist, I see. I didn't know much about running that much at that point. I was getting into it. I started getting better on my deployments. I started getting better around base. And all I would do is use a regular stopwatch by Timex, digital start, stop, and lap. That's basically all I had. That's all I ran with all through deployments and all through around the base. And I would try to go for an hour or a half hour, depending on where I was in my training cycle, because I wasn't in a training cycle at that point. I was just trying to get in shape. That's where I started. And I saw this as I was walking out the door. They had the 305 Garmin's, you know, the big red ones. I never saw the 205 at the time, the blue one, but the red one came with a strap. I remember it was $300 or a little over $300. And I looked at it, I'm like, what is this? And I took it out. It was very bulky. I remember it's big. And I was talking to the salesman about it. He explained all his ideas, like it checks your run, your speed, and all that good stuff, right? Not as much as it does today. Today's Garmin's and Apple Watches and all that stuff, they Fitbits, you know, and all the Polar, they do so much more. Back then, all it did was heart rate. It did your pace. It did elevation a little bit. And it did track. It didn't do anything when it comes swimming, but it did um, cycling and stuff. I got it, and I fell in love with it because I now knew how far I was going. If I was going out, I said, I need to get an extra half mile in. I know how far down was half mile and back. I wasn't guessing. And what I would normally do before, the back in the day, I would actually take my car and drive the areas. Now I can go on a sidewalk. I can go down, cut through, cut through a path, and I'm still getting the actual length. Loved it. That, so that was my introduction to running watches with GPS. And I used them for years. Problem was, as time went on, as most things, things break. I've destroyed a few of my, I would buy the same item, just so you know. I'd buy the same Garmin 305 on Amazon. I went and bought the same thing again at the same store years later because I busted it. They're not waterproof, especially the old ones. They're not waterproof at all. So when the rainstorms came, it destroyed, it got waterlogged. I destroyed that one. I tried to get the cover off and see if I can, I can actually take care of it that way, dry it out, put it back together. That didn't work so well. It did not go back together once I took it apart. But it just goes to show you how much is empty space is in that thing. I was very surprised how much empty space was in that. And I was like, why is it so big if it has all this? But I digress because that's not anything I could know about. Anyway, going forward, I decided that I liked it because I started training for my first marathon. And I used the 305. And the thing that 305 has that none of the other watches have that really kind of irked me for a long time until I figured out recently – what was going on? The the 305 and the, and the 205, those Garmin's, they have this thing called race pace setting, right? 
Um, I'm probably not using the right terminology, but basically what it is is it's not just you hitting start and go and that's it. It's actually you tell you go to a certain setting. It says training, and it basically goes into the workout. Actually, I, I can go open it up right now and actually get to exactly what it says, so I can tell you exactly here. So I'm in training, and then I go into workouts. And then goes, oh, it's quick, interval, and advanced. So I would use the quick, right? And then it gives me three settings of distance and time, distance and pace, and distance and pace again. Oh, excuse me, distance and time, time and pace, and distance and pace. So three different ways of doing your run. And you, all you go in there, depending on what you're looking for, distance and time, you put the time you want to you want to run in, and the pace you want to run in, and then that, that's how you do the run. So it would actually tell you if you're on pace. If you, do, if you do time and pace, it actually, you put time and you want to run in and have the pace and it'll keep, and it'll keep the pace for that time frame. And the, and the last one I said was, this is the pace. Oh, this is the time, sorry. So you have distance and you have a time. So you have a time you want to finish in and it would keep you the whole time to make sure you're on that pace for that time you want to run, the time you want to run to the distance or the time you want to run in, you know, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully I, I made it, I probably made it. Basically, anyway, moving on. <laughs> I like that function, but I have yet, yet to find that function ever again on any watch, which is one of the reasons why I never, ever would go away from the 305 or the 205. I would never go away from it. I even went to Garmin themselves at these expos, at the running expos, at all these races around the country that I've been to over the years. I went to them specifically. We bring my watch in. I showed them what I'm talking about, and they had no idea why Garmin took away from it. Apparently Garmin took it out. And I was like, why do, this is what I don't get. I don't understand this at all. And I would love someone to explain this to me, especially someone who's in the manufacturing of this stuff, or even, even the people who are in corporate that deal with Garmin itself. I can't speak for the other running companies because I just know Garmin. Why is it that you people, sorry, why is it that people that are in the industry or in a company that's building something for an athlete, and they don't take into account the consideration of the athlete. They look at all the stuff the athletes might need, and then I see all these YouTube videos of people testing them. But there's no feedback. I, I've seen a video after video after video of what they complain about the actual garment or about what the, what's wrong with their advice. And I've yet to see any company ever, if I'm wrong, I would love someone to tell me and email me back or comment in the section. I would love someone to tell me. Why is it that they don't take the advice and, and they take away things. Like you take you take things away from that someone might like, and you don't. First of all, you don't tell us why, you know. And if, second of all, you don't give us the option. Why you take these options? Because this software, it's just it's numbers. It's just a section. If you're scrolling down for something, now that we have the new watches, you can take things in and out on your on your app on the phone. Because I just got the new stuff, but you can take the apps on the phone, and you can add things with all these different apps, widgets, you name. It, you can add them and take them away. You can customize it. So why take something out when all it is is a, is a computer algorithm thing that you add to the software? What's the point of that? I don't get the point of that because some people might need it, some people not. And that's why I like customizing. So everyone can get the same watch and it's customizable to what you need. That blows my mind that they take that stuff away. So that section right there that I love, they don't see it. So I've been against it for so long. Now, what's going on now is over the past, what, 10 years now, I have been running and I've been getting into shape, out of shape, <laughs> focus on runs and getting better and everything. These 305 and the 205 have now been discontinued by manufacturer because they're making new ones out there, obviously. They don't make those old ones anymore. However, I still, I still buy the old ones 
on Amazon, on eBay, on whatever I can find online. I still find them, but they're getting harder and harder to find. I just found a 205 uh, on Amazon the other day and I got it and there's a couple left and I thought about getting one or two more just to have it in case because that's like, it's been, been a thing I love about it. And I, when I do my tempo runs, I'm on spot on. It tells me exactly what my pace is, a 6.43 or, or the mile pace. It tells me everything I need to know, and I love it. But they're not, gonna, they're not having as much, obviously. So I told myself I need to get something that's more advanced, that's newer. Maybe it can work with the GPS better and all that good thing, right? So I re- researched all the new garments out there. And I tell you, I tell you one thing. I don't like paying $700, $800 for a watch I use once a day. I have a hard time buying these shorts that are like 40, 50 bucks that I wear for a run and that's it. It's hard to put your money out there, which is why I go to uh, small little outlet stores online someplace or things that are in sale during Thanksgiving, Black Friday to get cheaper that stuff. But most of my running stuff I buy is during that Christmas holiday and I know I'm gonna need because it's gonna be all cheaper just because I, I don't like spending all that money. And I had a hard time looking at all these watches going, well, that watch is there, that watch is good, that watch is good, but they're all like five, six, seven hundred dollars So what I decided to do is same thing I did with a car. I bought a used car, right? And it, it works fine. So why can't I buy um, a watch that, I'm not saying a used watch, because I've done this before, it doesn't work so well. But what if I buy a brand new watch, but it's an older model? So I just, I, after all the watches I looked in, I, I, I almost, almost came in with the Garmin 35. I almost did, because I liked it better than the 30. It's either 30 to 20 was the other version of it. I like the 35 better. The problem is a couple of the reviews on it, it didn't like it very much. Something about there wasn't, there's no way to, uh, you know, your pace, but you won't be able to, you won't be able to do anything when it comes to stop watching. And there's a couple of things like that, that just really bothered me that it wouldn't be conducive to what I needed for. Stop watching for me is critical. Having pace is critical, having distance critical, a bunch of different things like that. And there's a couple more things on it. But overall, I thought that figured that watch not what I needed. It was cheap, yes, under 100 bucks. It was like, I think I, I saw it one for, I think, 70 on Prime with Amazon. I was like, great. So I decided to go away from that. And I, I actually decided to get the 235. And this is supposed to be waterproof, I think it is. It's got the heart rate sensor. I didn't care about the heart rate sensor, but it's a little extra added bonus. That's what I got. I got the, extra, the 235. And I also bought the 205 because that's my old love and joy, right? It's the 205. So what I'm doing now is. I'm using the 205 on one wrist and the 235, the brand new one, that's actually about three years old, I think is what it comes up to, because every video I see from it is from like three years ago on YouTube. So it's a couple years old, the model. I'm putting both on the wrist and I'm testing them out. And that's what I've been doing for the past couple days. And I noticed a difference in both of them. And I wasn't sure why the difference was happening, but the big thing I saw, the first big difference I saw was your pace. It is it was off. I didn't understand why it's off. Why is one watch staying one pace, the other watch staying the other pace? Now, coming to mind, when you actually deal with pace and GPS, you have to change your GPS. There's no GLONASS GPS when it comes on the uh, 205. I don't think it was invented or maybe not, but there's no option for that on the 205. There is the option on the 235. You can do GPS by itself or you got GLONASS next to it. And I, I just understood, I just figured out and found out what that was only a day or two ago. So I still don't, I can't explain it. But if you want to go look at GLONASS, the GPS, you can Google it yourself and you can get your information. But that's what I'm talking about. That's the first thing I noticed. Second thing I noticed on your GPS is you have to change the, the, the pinging to the pinging to when it pings the satellite. Um, you have to go into your data recording 
and have to see what it's about. Um, most of them have smart, smooth, and every second. I didn't know my watch was on smooth at all. And that's why when you're running, say you run the same pace on a very flat road or track or whatever, and you notice you're, you're, you're running, say, say you're running a nine minute mile pace, and all of a sudden it jumps up at 910, 920, goes down to 850, and you're like, it just jumps all over the place, but you're not really, move, you're not really changing that much speed, so why is it jumping so much? That was my question. This, when you change your data recording from smooth, smart to every second, it's a lot, lot smoother when it comes to the, the actual pinging. Because now, it's, instead of changing every couple seconds or smart when it changes when it needs to change, you're getting every second. So every second it goes by, it pings that light, and you're getting a, an accurate description. So it's ping, 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 which is good. I like that. And that was something I never knew about before. Didn't understand why I did it. But that's something I changed now. I make sure both watches have it. And it's a lot more accurate when it comes to the pace when it comes to that way. It's pinging so that way the pace is more leveled out. It's more even. It's not jumping up way high, way low. It's getting more accurate. The second thing about pace that I, I had a problem with that I don't like, and I don't know why Garmin did this, but on the 205 and the 305, there's no issue when it comes to your pace, when it comes to telling you exactly what – I'm in miles. So miles – miles. Uh, I mean, um, basically, I want to know – What's my time in miles? So if, am, I running, am I running a nine minute mile pace? Am I running an eight minute mile pace? Or am I running a 803? So eight minutes and three seconds. I don't, I wanna know that. And my guard 203 and 305 would tell me that. But I've noticed on the 235, it does, it does it in splits of five. So if you're running an 803 mile pace, it'll tell you you either an eight minute or an 805. It won't give you that middle ground. And I was like, why is it doing that? And so I was testing it to see. I was testing on my watches to see why it was doing it. So my one watch would tell me one pace, and my other watch would tell me the other pace. So when I did my long run on Saturday, which was two days ago, I was averaging between 547 and 549. I wanted to be under 550. Uh, excuse me, um, 749 and 750. That's what I wanted to be for my long run. And my, my watch on my, my 205, because that's what I have right now, would actually be on point. It'd be, it would say 248, 247, 246. I'd be, oh, got to slow down a little bit. I want to get it back up to 47, 48. I want to keep that pace constant. But on my 235, it would jump. It would either tell me 750. It, would, it, might, it might go up to 755 if I, if I, if I go over 51, 52. I'm going, well, that's way high. Then you go fast. And then it might just say 745, but it might be closer to 748. I don't know. It's, do, it's doing that five-minute splits. So what I had to do to counteract that, which I thought was very retarded. Sorry. I thought it was dumb. I didn't, think, I didn't like the idea of how I had to go get a widget or an app that I had to get from a third party that develops the Garmin to get an actual actual um, pace um, setting, like a speed, but it's pace, that actually gives me by second. I had to do that. Why can't Garmin just give you that to you normally? Why do they take it out from the other places? They Maybe they didn't think it needed it. This is how I know an actual runner is not making these designs. An, an actual runner is not making these design decisions because an actual runner does care about it being 803, 805, and they do care about those seconds. Us runners do care about that. At least I know I do. And everyone I've ever met, it's like, oh, I'm 54. If I was 53, it would have been, oh, I'm one second faster. That's what we do. That's how you know. At least that's how I feel. I know that they're not doing, taking care of that. So I'm using a third-party app widget to make it work. And so far, it's, it's, it worked a lot better now. That's, since I changed the every second, I made sure I'm using GLONASS on the 235, but I'm using GPS on the 205 every second for the GPS, the data recording. And now I've had the widget 
to make sure that I'm seeing every second of my pace instead of just five increments. That's been going a lot better. Now, the big difference I'm seeing now happens big today because I use a track when I when I go on some tempo runs because I don't have a place that's really fat for like four, five, ten miles. So what I do is I use the track and I was I run on the outside of the track. That way I'm not turning it. I'm not turning every four laps. So basically every three and a half laps is a mile instead of being every four, which is going to be a little off. But I know I'm, I know I measured it out. I'm good to go there. So my GPS should be on. So I'm using the 205 and the GPS is on pretty much on spot. Your GPS is never going to be completely on point when it comes to the distance. It's just, for some reason, it's just not that way. But it's the most accurate thing we have. So I'm running the actual paces and I'm running the, 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 the actual speeds and distances. The 205 was on where I thought where it usually is. I'm like, okay, we're on. The 235 was way off on the track. But yet the day before, I'm running them. I ran them on the 10-mile loop. It was straight out and back. That was perfectly – they're both in sync, you know, maybe a second or two off, which is kind of, it's just pretty normal. That's pretty good. And then same thing on my, my recovery day yesterday. They were pretty much on point. Like one will go off, the other one will go off within a second after that, or if not even a second, it would go off. Perfectly on point. On the track, though, I noticed as the miles are going on, they'd be sometimes – Point two, point three. I, I'm at the point at the end of my run. It was almost point three and point four. It's almost a half a mile off. I couldn't figure out what was going on, so I opened up the app for the 235 and I looked at it. And because now the, the 235 allows you to, to track your your um, what your lines are doing, and I'm going around the track. I'm on the outside lane, and I'm looking at the actual satellite of the actual image because it has a, a line. The line shows you on the map what you're doing, right? So since it's a track if the line's going around the track. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, that's why it said I went farther and I went faster, but yet it wasn't going as fast. It's showing me on on the run that I'm going outside the track and I'm going a little further outside, almost like outside the fence. It's kind of what it's showing me. So the so I've noticed the GPS is getting a little rattled as I run around in circles. <laughs> For some reason the two oh five is more on point than the two thirty-five. That's weird. Don't know why that is, and it's something I don't think any engineer or any designer knows that's wrong with it. This, that's what I've noticed. So these are a couple of things I've noticed. I'm still testing out my the garments for other things, but these are the biggest things I've noticed that pertain to me and my running since I got the two watches. I just wanted to talk about those two, two things, but uh, I do like the fact that the 235 is so much lighter than the 205. I do like that. If it, if, if it wasn't for the fact that I'm having issues with the 235, with the, with the speed thing on the track, and the actual uh, pace being the numbers that ones, on point with the ones, I would actually be able to get rid of the 205 completely and just, just use the 235. But right now, I have to keep a watch. I have to still keep testing these watches out to see what else comes up that's going to be an issue. But so far, I'm actually impressed a lot with, with the way the 235 has been better, lighter, all the data you get from it. I don't even do half the data, but it's, I love the fact that it's there for me to use if I want to. There's less data on the 205. The 205, it still comes with the CD. Because I, bought, I bought it on Amazon, it came from the mail, and the CD's still there, which I don't even have a CD in my computer anymore. It doesn't even have that option. But that's the old school. The new school is all the apps, and you plug things into the, the cloud, which is great. So I have all the new stuff. But they have, it's like, but they, these companies, I'm talking about Garmin, but the companies in general, when it comes to these sport watches, they got to combine their stuff. What was the good of the past? And can't they just – I would love to be an elite runner and say, look, don't pay me. Do something. But 
let's get these watches where they want to be. I mean, the fact that people are reviewing these watches and they do a video on YouTube, they say we're not getting endorsed. I'm wondering, these people, these companies are putting out these new watches, but are they, are they giving them to anybody that's actually using them properly? And are they testing them in all conditions? Maybe they are. Maybe I'm totally wrong, but I feel like they're not. And I would love, to, I would love it if they would actually call some of us and say, you know what? I'm going to get some regular folks on this and let's see what them do it. Maybe it's 100 people. Maybe it's 500 people. Maybe it's 10. I don't know what it is. But get them on the point and say, I want you to pull this thing through the ringer and tell us what you idea. Because there's so much you can do in a lab. Everything else has to go out in the real world. And I can just go you through the, the stuff that I do that most people don't even think of. I mean, the I never used a foot pod before. And that's something now I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about doing for the indoor running. Because one of the reasons I had to go back outside because I can't get the indoor running laps right. I'm doing seven, eight laps on, a, on an indoor track. Actually, it's not really seven or eight. It's like more of like a third. And you're guessing what that third is. So you don't even know if you're on point. And then to be going around and seeing if you're on point, one lap, you're two tenths of a second off. And if you, if you did it for two, three laps, you have to compensate it by going faster. But then you might go too fast. At least if you're on point outside, you see your pace, you know when to speed up or slow down. And you can judge it by feel and you look at it and go, I'm on point now. It, it's so much easier, so much better to do it that way. And I also miss the fact that something I just forgot about, just thought about just now. When you're in the 205 and you're actually uh, in that zone where you say, I want to do four mile tempo. I want this pace, this distance, and you go. It'll tell you on the watch because it'll show two people running, right? Two little guys. And it'll tell you if it's spot on, it'll say zero. But if, it, if you're behind, the, the bottom bar will go black. And it'll tell you how many feet behind you are. I'm sure if it was in meters, it'll tell me meters if I twitched over the metric. And if you're going faster than the pace you want it to go at, it'll go clear. So now you know you're faster and it'll tell you, tell you the distance of how much faster. You're five, you're a foot, you're 10 feet, whatever. That is something that's missing in the 235 that I wish they would bring back as well. The fact they would light up, you're too fast. Light down, you're too slow. The closest thing I could find on the 235 was a section that was called, it's basically a race predictor where you would tell the distance you want to run it in, and then you, it would come up on the screen. It would say projected finishing time off of what you're going. So at the pace you're going, as you start stopwatch, this is the projected uh, time you're going to finish. That's the closest thing I see, which I think is bull compared to what some of us need as runners. Especially some of us, some of, some of you out there are just regular runner out there, you jog, you don't care about some of this stuff. But for me, I care about some of this stuff because it makes my job, because I have to look at the watch, am I on point, on time? What if I'm running faster? What if my projected finish time, like today, my projected finish time was supposed to be 45 seconds slower, but it wasn't. I had to change it. So now am I running on pace? Should I run pace? I don't know. So all that stuff is really bothersome when you're trying to actually do a workout and you're noticing you're a little better than you thought you were and you want to adjust. You can't adjust on the fly if these things are wrong. On your watches, the pace being off because of the sections, the actual going around going around the track, and it's not marking your your um, position on the track properly. All that stuff is issues, has issues. I don't like it. it was just, so for now, my solution for now is going to suck. But my solution is, I'm going to keep both watches for now. I'm going to test them some more. But I like the fact that when I go on a straight straight shot, point to point, or even around the city or town on the roads it looks like the, the 235 will give me the, the proper stuff i need uh, when it comes to distance pace and everything but it won't give me as good stuff when it's on the track so i think for the track days and the fast days i'm going to keep my my other watch on and so i'm watching two watches which is kind of like ridiculous but it's the only way to keep going forward so that's my overall feeling on, on my gps watches hopefully i didn't go too too long 
and cause too much pain. <laughs> but that's kind of what I'm feeling, and that's what it is. If you have any comments on your on your opinions, anybody out there have your opinions on on fitness watches, what you like, what you dislike, I would love to hear. Maybe you have some solutions that or some better watches out there. Maybe Garmin's not the way to go. I just know that's all I've ever known. I've, I have a hard time to go away from something that worked. 205 and 305 worked so much for me, it's hard to go away from it. I'm slowly gapping out, but I'm still not trusting completely, which is why I still have the 205 on my one wrist and I have the 235 on the other wrist. It sounds crazy, but that's the reason why. So remember, you can find me at runningfreewithjh at gmail.com to email me anything. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr. And all the podcasts, I'm on Spotify, Twitch. I don't know how you guys are hearing this, but I'm all over the place. And yeah, let's talk. If you if you have information for me, and I would love to talk, correspond because this is something. I, I mean, this is something I've been experiencing, which I want to talk about. And the whole point of the podcast was to explain things that's going on in my life as I get through. Oh, and by the way, today's run. I did a little thing on Instagram with it. It was very fantastic because today's run. I was a lot better than I thought I was going to be. It felt great. I didn't hit the five miles because I'd stopped at four because I went a little too fast on mile two and three. So now I know where to tweak it because we're still testing. I have to tweak it back a little bit. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to be on point for mile one again tomorrow. I'll make sure I won't go as fast. I went from a, four, a 6.43 to a 6.37. And then I repeated 6.37 and I came home with a 6.26. And I'm like, because I was sprinting the, the last like mile and a half, two laps. Mile and a half, not mile and a half, excuse me. 600 meters, about a lap and a half. I sprinted the last of it. But I should have waited to drop down. So I'm going to go a little bit slower on the second mile and bring home everything a little faster to get to that five-mile marker. But it was fantastic. And having both watches was interesting to see them work and everything. So have a good night. Take care and talk to you guys soon.